I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. What's up, everybody? Dog Nation. This is Before the Hedges. I'm your intrepid host, Jeff Sintel. And a happy, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. All the mothers out there, especially. First of all, that's kind of why I'm, I'm look like I'm going to church. Uh, got my Sunday clothes on a little bit. I had to wear a blue shirt with a pink tie. That's a uh, shout out to all the mothers and grandmothers and everybody out there uh, watching, hanging out. Guys, if, if, you, if you need a little help, why don't you go to Kroger this week? Kroger's got everything you need. Kroger.com backslash Mother's Day to get everything you need. Take care of your mom. Get your flowers. Get your trinkets. No, you don't have to go on Instagram and find something cool that's personalized, although that's normally a very good uh, role to do. Uh, go to your local Kroger. Take care of your mom. Maybe take her out. Maybe have some fun. Uh, make sure she's smiling on Mother's Day, and you can do all of that through Kroger. Speaking of smiling, uh, I just decided, you know what? Just going to come with it this week. Just going to be like one of those May shows. And a May show, what should it feel like? It should feel hope springs eternal. It should feel we got so many young people graduating right now. So much future, so much brightness, the possibilities. Everybody's got to wear shades. And I thought, you know, we've kind of been hinting at this. And kind of something that's coming down the track is I feel like Georgia is poised. Love that word, poised. To chase, hawk, go after not only its best top-rated, most highly decorated recruiting class in history with the 2024 cycle, but a little thing here, a wild card here, a flip here, a big visit there, yada, yada, yada. I think Georgia can challenge for one of the top-rated classes of all time. That, my folks, is your tease for your big five. Welcome to Before the Hedges from Dog Nation on Wednesday nights. Uh, welcome to everybody on YouTube. Welcome to everybody on Facebook. Hello to everybody on the Dog Nation homepage or Twitter. Hi. Hope everybody's doing good. Big five is coming right down the track. The first thing we're going to start with, number one on our big five, is kind of like what's going on right now. Um, it's kind of good time right now because there's a lot of buzz, a uh, few things going on right now. Another thing that's happening in my kind of hope springs eternal where everybody's got such positive good vibes right now the pollen's backed off uh you've got spring practices going across everywhere the southeast the state of georgia um georgia coaches are on the road evaluating going back and forth to see their top targets and we can always know that one of our staples here on dog nations before the hedges coverage and our recruiting coverage in general is follow the visits but also that means follow the visits of the prospects, but also it means follow the visits of the uh, coaches. Where the coaches go, where the coaches spend their time to evaluate, check out, especially on those important first days, first few days of evaluation period, kind of sets the tone for who are the most important prospects in the class. Uh, this weekend, for example, you've got some spring practices, spring scrimmages going. I know there's one with uh, Cass High School at Milton High School. Cass High School is the home of Georgia athlete, receiver, maybe DB commitment, Sokovi Hollywood-White. He'll be playing at Milton on Friday night. Another scrimmage that's got my eye is the one on Friday night at Norcross High School. That's when Buford High School, Buford High School, one of the key programs, one of the key schools for Georgia in its 2024 recruiting outlook. Uh, they'll be taking on Norcross on Friday. Normally those spring practice scrimmages, you get about maybe one to two quarters with the varsity. And then the back half of the scrimmage is for the junior varsity. Um, another thing going on this weekend, loaded weekend, everybody. I want you to know about Georgia High School Association State Track Championships. Now they're everywhere. They're in Rome. They're in um, McEachern and Powder Springs. They're, uh, in, they're like all over the state. Albany's got some. Uh, so it is a loaded slate of uh, state track meets. And, you know, some of the regionals happened last week. Sammy Brown, the five-star linebacker, I believe ran a 10.76 at the Jefferson Regional, finished second in the 100 at that regional. Pretty good time for Sammy. He's only about maybe six-tenths of a second uh, off of his uh, best-ever PR in the 100. You got a guy like DeMello Jones in Class 1A. Um, 
He'll be at Rome, I believe, uh, this weekend. Um, DeMello Jones at Swainsboro High School. I think he ran a 10.97 earlier this spring. He does triple jump. He does high jump. He does 100 meters for Swainsboro. DeMello is a Georgia commitment as well. Sammy Brown, of course, I just mentioned right there, Sammy is actually a Georgia uh, five-star target. And then another name, Cam McKell, a name I'll be watching. I believe he's also going to be um, competing in the state uh, track championships this week. Cam McKell clocked a 10.60 in the regionals as well, one of the fastest times in the state of Georgia. And then finally, another guy to keep track of is uh, Dwight Phillips Jr., another Georgia commitment. He's going to be running back. He's going to be an athlete. He's going to be an electric playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. He's already committed. He's a top 100 prospect. I believe he ran a 10.32 at his sectional qualifying, uh, regional qualifying to advance the state meet. The state meet for Dwight Phillips will be back where he had the Cobb County meet at McEachern High School. He'll be competing in the Georgia State Track Championships as well over the weekend. So lots of guys, lots of track guys. And one of the things that dogs always like to look for are future dogs that run track, show off that athleticism. Another thing to think of right now, kind of flying under the radar, is former Georgia um, defensive lineman, number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker, on Friday night at Upson Lee High School in Thomaston. He will see his number 44 jersey retired uh, by the Upson Lee Knights. Pretty great honor for him. He's a national champion. He's a number one pick. Trayvon Walker, DGD, everybody give us a thumbs up on the timeline right now for everything Trayvon Walker meant to the dogs over the years and still means to the dogs over the years uh, to come. Uh, Trayvon is going to get his number 44 retired by his high school, and I think that is pretty stinking cool. One last thing to think about, about what's going on. Yesterday, Tuesday, uh, was the birthday for major Georgia target Dylan Riola, five-star quarterback out of Phoenix, Arizona. He turned 18 uh, this week, Dylan Riola did. He is a major target for Georgia 2024 class. It was unique because this time a year ago, on his 17th birthday, uh, which was the 9th of May 2022, he made his original commitment uh, to Ohio State, and that commitment lasted until December, and now he is wide open um, for his uh, decision uh, as the number one overall prospect in the class, according to the 24-7 sports composite. That was a lot out of the gate for our big one. Lots of things going on. I just wanted to kind of throw you guys a little a little gumbo of what I saw going on. Things to know right now with Georgia football recruiting. And now, moving on to number two. This is, the I guess, the haymaker. This is the thing that I thought was the biggest piece of our show tonight. This was how in the world Georgia can not only set up its best recruiting class ever, but chase uh, some heavyweights for the top recruiting ranking uh, class of all times. First of all, they're recruiting rankings, but they do calculate this up. They got algorithms based on five stars, four stars, highest rated player in the class, lowest player in the class, um, and that's how you do it. Not only is Georgia uh, positioned well for the 2024 class, take a look at it right here. We've got a graphic. Here's your current 2024 class rankings up to date. You got Michigan picked up another commitment recently, Ohio State, Georgia. Georgia with just 11, you see down the line, Notre Dame, LSU, Penn State, Oregon, FSU, South Carolina, and Tennessee. So you got some schools standing out right now. Look how Georgia is poised with just 11 commitments. But I think, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, we can see Georgia having its best class of all time. I think that's probably the floor for this class, the way it could go with the potential we see right now in May. Remember, May's a big month for potential, everybody. Um, raise a glass to potential, I might say, but take a look at this right here. Here's a way that if Georgia's shooting for the stars and the top recruiting classes of all time, let's do a quick history lesson right here, right now. Folks, these are the all-time best classes according to the 24-7 sports team composite rating. Look at that. Texas A&M was the standard better bearer with 333.33. They had eight five-stars, and they had a mammoth 18 guys in the uh, top 100 prospects for that cycle. You saw the next year, uh, Texas A&M faltered. I think they only had two five-stars. But the eight five-stars, the 18 guys in the top 100, that's the highest-rated class. You look at Alabama in a COVID year, cleaned up really 16 guys in the top 100. 
this was ideal pandemic recruiting, seven, five stars. You know, the bulk of this class probably should have been on the field uh, last year and this year for Alabama, although both of those top two classes have seen a lot of attrition. Um, 2023, you've got uh, this past class. Alabama set the new standard with nine five-stars, 14 guys, and 14 Crimson Tiders in the top 100. Go back to Florida way back in 2010. This was the longest for forever. Uh, they had five five-stars. They had 13 guys in the top 100. And you see Georgia coming in at number five overall right there, 2018 class. That was the year when Georgia had three guys in the top 10, Justin Fields, Zamir White, Jamari Salyer. They had 12 in the top 100. They had seven five-stars. A lot of those guys transferred out. We saw a lot of attrition. One thing with all these big classes is you see a lot of attrition because guys probably aren't getting the fit. They're not getting the run. They're not getting the playing time they want to see. And now let's kind of hop in the sandbox a little bit. And here's how I put together how in the world Georgia challenges to its all-time best class. And here's kind of, I would say, the dominoes that have to fall. Anybody like playing dominoes out here? Here's the biggest one. You got to start with Dylan Raiola, the number one overall prospect in the country. Quarterback, everybody wants to play with a golden boy quarterback. Dylan Raiola recently qualified for the Elite 11 in California. believe that's going to be in July. That's the first piece that has to fall. If Georgia gets the Raiola piece, then you're going to see receivers. You're going to see tight ends. You're going to see offensive linemen. You're going to see running backs. You're going to see guys on the defensive side of the ball watching it build, and they're like, hey, man, i got to play with that guy. Got to play with that trigger man. Quarterbacks are always uh, kickstarters for a big class. The next name I think needs to fall for Georgia would be K.J. Bolden in the puzzle and the Tetris here of how they do it. K.J. Bolden out of the state of Georgia, number nine overall prospect in the country, number one safety overall, silky smooth uh, safety that could probably play for a lot of big power five programs, could probably play wide receiver too. And then there's a next one where it gets a little tricky. I'm not projecting a best possible scenario there's some conservative dips and twists and turns here. The next piece is I think Georgia needs to get a five-star for its defensive line. That would be the edge, Dylan Stewart, number 10 overall for 24-7 sports composite, number one overall for on three, or Justin Scott. All these names, guys, I would consider them to be Georgia contenders. They're in the boat. They're in the, they're in the ring uh, for all of these players. Justin Scott, both of these guys, Dylan Stewart, going to take officials to Georgia Georgia gets one of those. Justin Scott, I believe, is the nation's uh, number three overall defensive lineman, number 13 overall. That's when, the ca- that's when this class starts cooking with some gas. I think Georgia would need to get Sammy Brown. Uh, Sammy Brown's a guy that I think Georgia's chances remain high with Sammy Brown, along with Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Um, in-state prospect out of the state of Georgia, Sammy Brown's the nation's number one linebacker. Then you go back to, you know, I guess I could call this the Riola Buford uh, plan a little bit and state of Georgia. If Georgia can capitalize on Riola, they can get the Buford guys and then clean up in state. That's where this class really takes off. Conservatively, guys, like I said before, I think this class can go to 323, 324, 326. That would be Georgia's best class ever. That would continue here with Edric Houston. Edric wants to make his decision in August. The same thing for K.J. Bolden. I expect a summer, early summer decision for Dylan Riola. Um, Justin Scott, Dylan Stewart. You got Ryan Wingo at number 22. And you see this, this list is kind of conservative. I'm not including wild cards like Micah Hudson, the five-star wide receiver out of Texas. Jer- Jeremiah Smith, the five-star wide receiver out of South Florida, currently committed to Ohio State. These are some not 50-foot, not 25-foot putts here for the dogs in order to win a lot of these recruitments. The thing that stands out here, we're looking at Brandon Baker right here, the number one offensive tackle in the country. He's not even a five-star. For Georgia to try and challenge for its best class ever without five-star offensive linemen uh, in the class, that's really saying something. Uh, Baker's the highest-rated offensive lineman in the country this year. He's out of California. Another big tent pole. If you had to think of the bases, the boxes Georgia have to check, check the Riola box, check the Buford box, check the modern-day California box, and then take care of business back home. Aiden Breeland, number 37 overall. He is the number six defensive lineman in the class. 
He is another guy out of modern day in Santa Ana, California. And then you got a couple of local boys. You got homegrown Justin Green out of Mountain View. You got uh, homegrown Daniel Calhoun, offensive lineman now at Walton High School in Marietta, number 76, number 78 overall. Now, there are some wild cards. I mentioned the uh, Marcus Riddick. I mentioned uh, Jeremiah uh, Smith. Uh, you got Jonathan Williams, the five-star linebacker out of Texas, who's actually going to visit Georgia for the first time, first significant visit next weekend for the for the scavenger hunt, where Georgia's already hosting a lot of official visits. We'll get to that a little bit later in our show, but right there, you also got to think about um, Mr. Riddell, Jaden Riddell out of Missouri. You know, that's a guy that. Georgia, he's a number top 100 prospect at all. You start pulling those guys in, that's how Georgia gets to its all-time best class. What do you guys think about that list? What do you guys think? Which one of those are far-fetched? I'm even factoring in a Georgia decommitment or two. Nobody really knows. Everybody's wondering what's going to happen with Jalen A.P. Hayward. Jalen tells me he's still really strong with the dogs. What about Demarcus Riddick? There's uh, Alabama all over that recruitment. There's Auburn all over that recruitment. You got the dogs trying to still maintain um, a lot of other recruiting recruitment stories, keep the interest high with a lot of other linebackers, not just Demarcus Riddick, not just Sammy Brown. I think you see that with uh, the Jonathan Williams, number one linebacker in the country now, out of out of Texas, out of Oak Ridge High School, going to make an, going to take his first visit to Georgia for the scavenger hunt next weekend. I think that's a good place to start. Um, lots of high hopes for this class. I do think the potential is there. Even though as outlandish as this sounds, let me make sure I'm not too far over my skis. Let's go back to that last graphic where I kind of put together the calculus of how Georgia gets its all-time best class. Now think about this for a second. Georgia currently has two five-stars committed. So for Georgia to go to where it's never gone before in terms of recruiting, that would be the addition of, count them up, one, two, three, four, five, six more five-stars. Six more. Mind you guys, the most five-stars Georgia has ever signed in one cycle is seven. And for Georgia to get to where it needs to go, there's a projection here. There's a path here where they would get at least, where that or with Justin Scott or Dylan Stewart, Georgia would get at least one, two, three, four, five, six more five-stars in that 2024 class. And there would be some real momentum happening there. Well, we just mentioned Justin Scott. I think that's the perfect time for number three. Number three, everybody put up uh, three fingers right there. Everybody put up Trace. Uh, the second thing we want to see here on our big five is what does the defensive line recruiting look like? I think that's a great place to start. You guys saw the offensive line recruiting last week. You saw the week before that tied in, wide receiver, running backs, et cetera, et cetera. I think, guys, let's just make it what it is. Two reasons why defensive line recruiting is so important right now in this class. First and foremost, you think about this. I look at how well Nazir Stackhouse has played for Georgia. I expect Tyrion Ingram Dawkins to make a huge breakout move this year with some more playing time, especially with the decision made by Barry Alexander. Uh, you got uh, not only that, you got Zion Logue, you got Warren Brinson, you got a lot of dogs that have been waiting for this 2023 season. It's kind of their time to shine. They've been waiting behind Devontae Wyatt. They've been waiting behind uh, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. Now more of those reps, more of those key first team, first quarter clutch reps, I guess when Georgia is ever in clutch games, um, those the lion's share of those reps would be going to those guys. I expect four of those names. I expect you throw in Tramel Walthar on the defensive side. Four or five upper-tier guys on Georgia's uh, defensive front are going to be moving on to the NFL. And then you look at the 2021 class, Georgia really only signed a couple of defensive linemen there. You look at 2022, Sean Washington has already transferred out. Bear Alexander has already transferred out. Christian Miller, a guy that I think will step right into the fray and play really well this fall. He's the only remaining defensive lineman Georgia signed in 2022. And then this past year, Georgia signed Jamal Jarrett and also uh, Jordan Big Baby Hall. So, over the last two recruiting cycles, Georgia only has three defensive linemen expected to remain in the program after the 2023 season. Folks, that is very huge considering what Georgia could turn over after the 2023 season in the NFL draft. And folks, that is the setup of why defensive line recruiting. Trey Scott, 
pressure's on you, dude. He's certainly delivered for the dogs year after year with that solid gold resume. Let's take a look at the names where Georgia has to really get after it on the recruiting trail in a big year for defensive linemen. I think 2025 will be a huge year for Georgia in offensive line recruiting, and that's why 2024 has to be huge on defensive line recruiting. Um, You look at this right here, you've got a name we didn't even include in our kind of uh, projected path for Georgia to get to its all-time best class and challenge Texas A&M for the best class ever. That's Williams Winery. He's out of Lee Summit, Missouri. Here a lot of Oklahoma, Tennessee with him, with him. But Georgia's in the mix there among his top three or four schools. I do expect he has set an official visit. I do think Georgia will hold on to that official visit. Currently the number one defensive lineman in the country for that position. I believe he's number four overall. We mentioned Justin Scott out of St. Ignatius, number three. Michigan, Notre Dame, those are the schools that Georgia is going to have to fight it out with him. But Scott will be in town in Athens on that pivotal first weekend in July, uh, recruiting weekend. Riola's going to be there. Uh, Peyton Woodyard's going to be there. A lot of the huge names for Georgia in this class. Ryan Wingo's expected to be there. Huge momentum guys. A lot of guys that are expected in the class, the class leaders, those guys are all expected that first weekend in June, even though the second weekend of June now looks quite sporty as well. Edric Houston, um, six foot four, 255, projects as an interior defensive lineman instead of out on the edge. Georgia really has to get one of those three first names to start restocking the shelf with upper-tier groceries that they have at Kroger. Top-tier groceries, you got to bring home there with uh, those first few names. Aiden Breland, a guy that was at Georgia for G-Day, made multiple visits for Georgia. He's part of that modern-day contingent. There's the offensive lineman, Brandon Baker. There's the running back, Nate Frazier. Georgia really needs to clean up with a couple of guys from modern-day high school uh, out in California to have its best possible class. Then you got Justin Green out of Mountain View High School. Really like this guy's game, how he's – evolved and gotten a lot better from his first two years of high school. He's now the number 76 overall prospect in the country. Jeremiah Beeman, Alabama and Clemson really seem like the teams to watch there, but Beeman does feel a level of confidence with Georgia now. He told me that after his latest visit, how he thinks Georgia deserves an official and he thinks Georgia can get him where he wants to go as well. Another name, that's another name's coming in next weekend on the scavenger hunt weekend, Joseph Jonah Ajanye out of Conroe, Texas, uh, number 14 overall defensive lineman. That's another top 130 overall prospect. Jordan Thomas going to give Georgia an official visit on June the 9th, that big weekend as well. Uh, spoke to him recently. He was a story on dognation.com, I believe, on Monday night. If you didn't check it out, uh, Jordan Thomas got some connections there, not only with Trey Scott, but also Fran Brown, two Jersey guys there as well. Jordan Thomas is going to give Georgia an official, and he calls Georgia. Let me quote him directly. He feels like Georgia is a D-line factory that puts guys in the league. Excuse me, excuse me. Guys got to sneeze sometime going through all this. Um, Nasir Johnson, Dublin, Georgia. That's the defensive line that does backflips. He's a number 28 overall DL. And then Marcus Downs out of Greer, South Carolina. That's another guy we've been watching as well with the dogs. There's some good interest there from both parties right there. And, you know, I think the number here is about three or four that Georgia needs to really clean up with his defensive line recruiting. They currently do not have a single defensive lineman committed in this class. The ideal haul where there would be any combination of Winery and Scott. Got to get Houston, Breland, Green. I think Green becomes a name that Georgia absolutely has to have as well. And then Jordan Thomas is another name that I think Georgia is going to really take its best shot for with that young man out of New Jersey, out of Don Bosco Prep. Um, there you go, guys. That is your D-line uh, recruiting outlook. What do you guys think about that? You think Georgia can get two of those? You think Georgia can get three of those? Who agrees with me on this list that I think uh, Houston is kind of going to get a must-get? And uh, also, I think Green kind of looms large there as well. Um, next thing to talk about, guys, put fours up. Put fours up. You know, this is like the fourth quarter. Wish we could play some Krypton fanfare for you guys, but – Um, The fourth quarter, I just kind of want to preview next weekend. We're going to have the list. We're going to have the names. But scavenger hunt weekend, and you're going to see some names that show up on the top targets and off the list. 
Um, Casey Poe out of Tyler, Texas, he's going to take his official visit for that weekend. You're going to see Colton Heinrich, a big tight end out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, Cardinal Gibbons. He's expected to take his official visit next weekend for the scavenger hunt weekend. I'm expecting quarterback Dylan Riola to be in Athens next weekend as well. Uh, Jeremiah Smith, now that's a guy, you know, reports are out there that he might make it official or he might make it an unofficial. That's the nation's number one wide receiver, the number two prospect in the country. If Riola and Smith can be on campus that same weekend, that would be a huge potential seed building block for that potential of Georgia's 2024 class. Again, uh, you see uh, Jeremiah Smith on social media making a lot of uh, glad handing, a lot of happiness, a lot of joy for how Ohio State's been stacking up the commitments. But Georgia's puncher's chance for Jeremiah Smith, that window gets a little bit bigger if he can get on campus next weekend for the scavenger hunt, whether it's an official visit or an unofficial visit. Um, you know, that's a way that Georgia can really start to make things happen. And again, we don't even have Jeremiah Smith into a, into a projected path for Georgia to have its best overall class. I think a few more things need to happen right there before, you know, Georgia really takes a, takes a really good swing there for uh, Jeremiah Smith. One thing I always try to do is I always try not to get too ahead of myself because everybody follows Georgia recruiting. You guys know, oh, yeah, scavenger hunt, big deal, big deal in May. Lots of folks don't know that. So here's a quick 20-second uh, timeout. The scavenger hunt is something Georgia does. I think it's genius, actually. They've been doing it for about four or five years. You've seen success stories like Keely Ringo, Nolan Smith, Jermaine Johnson. The list goes on and on of guys that come to Georgia for the scavenger hunt. And really, it's a way to have a campus tour without it feeling like homework, so to speak. Georgia takes um, its prospects in golf carts, and they're divided into D-line, running back, quarterback by position. And their goal is to finish the scavenger hunt faster than anybody else. One of the things you got to do is you got to find Kirby Smart on campus. You got to take a selfie with him. You got to tweet it out. Um, you got to go around the stadium. It, you got to go like places like the museum, the library, uh, maybe the Tate Center. You got to go to Ramsey, different places, some of the historical archives. Uh, some of these players have shown up on the scavenger hunt. They got their assistant coach, their position coach leading them. And if there's a linebacker there, you got a bunch of linebackers there. Sammy Brown, he won't be there, but he told me about it last year. He did it. Thought it was really cool, good way to see the campus. And sometimes there's a, some trickeration that's involved in terms of guys hiding keys or guys switching carts when uh, two, uh, two teams are running neck and neck. Usually, I will say uh, most of the unofficial, unofficial results, official unofficial results, have the tight ends usually doing very well right there in that competition. Georgia's going to mix in some official visits for it over the weekend. It should really be, guys, the first, you know, one of those first mammoth, one of those first seismic, um, huge recruiting weekends in Athens, especially since now we're getting some official, Georgia's getting some official visits on the scavenger hunt weekend. We haven't seen that a lot of that in the past. Hope that guys covers it. Hope you guys know a little bit more about what the scavenger hunt looks like. And for number five, uh, we just got to say this. We got to say this. Um, one of the things I do here at Dog Nation, if you know me by now, I write about recruits on their way to Georgia. The name of this program is called Before the Hedges, and I write up to them about them up to the point till they get between the hedges. And that's why we call this program Before the Hedges. Um, but there's a young man. Everybody knows him. It's Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, I recently wrote my first piece on Bennett uh, probably since the Arkansas game in 2020. Normally we have great team coverage from uh, Mike Griffith, great team coverage from Connor Riley. They do a bang-up job covering the team day-to-day. -day. Uh, but now that his career was over, I kind of felt led. One of my spring projects was to uh, write a career comprehensive compilation of Stetson Bennett. And, folks, this was a chore. Felt like I was delivering uh, a few keyboards here. Uh, I think that the word count was probably my longest story ever for Dog Nation I've ever written. Um, kind of reads like I wanted to make it read like a Wikipedia page. I've gotten some good feedback on it so far from a lot of folks. It went on the site uh, last Wednesday, I believe. But, you know, kind of taking, taking the Georgia Bulldog life for Stetson Bennett. I uh, wanted to point it out. It's on the website. You can find it on social media, on some of our, of our Twitter links is whatever. But um, this is an in case you missed it. And I want to take you through a couple of snapshots for the This is the Dog Nation Life 
from Stetson Bennett just to whet your appetite about what we tried to do with this story. I think the first one goes all the way back to late December, folks. December 27th, I believe, of 2015. That's the first time I really laid eyes on Stetson Bennett in a scouting situation. Folks, this was the rising seniors game. It was the top juniors in the state. Uh, Stetson played better than all the other quarterbacks that were there this week. That were there that weekend. Shocker, crazy, right? Um, this was even before he became the mailman. Uh, Stetson Bennett was a rising senior. Had a decent junior season for Pierce County. Not great. Um, but then his senior year, he exploded. He had a great year. Richard LeCount became one of his biggest fans, um, rooting for him, kind of being an advocate for him to join the Georgia program. And then on signing day, way back in 2017, he announced that he was a preferred walk-on to the University of Georgia. I think this is classic. I think somebody's going to look at this and they're going to say, no wonder the pictures are fuzzy. These things came out of a time capsule, or these things are probably 37 years old. Look at that right there. There is Stetson with the curly hair and the glasses. Folks, I think this should be a, for any teenagers out there and they want to have a great Halloween costume one day. Uh, you should go as 2017 Stetson Bennett. Not too hard to pull that off with the Nike hoodie and some glasses. Maybe need to get a wig, whatever. Look at that. As short as Stetson is right there. There he is next to the ball coach. There he is next to uh, Kirby Smart right there, Coach Smart. I think that is a classic. We put this thing on social media, and some people said, I'm going to tell my kids that this is Uncle Rico next to Napoleon Dynamite. Really funny, really hilarious stuff here. And then from that, from those humble beginnings, we told the story of how Stetson became that. The GOAT, I have him on my all-time Rushmore list of Georgia football players simply for what he accomplished. The record book says so. The national championship says so. The NFL draft now says so. Uh, Stetson, I think one of the curious things, you got the Dewan Mathis chapter in his, in his college timeline, how Dewan Mathis and that unfortunate brain uh, condition and brain surgery opened up the door for Stetson and how Justin Fields coming to Georgia – and then Lee and Justin Fields leaving Georgia both opened up different portals and pathways along Stetson's career. We cover his junior college years a little bit, and we try to do it in digestible Wikipedia-type chunks. Um, Stetson Bennett, if you hadn't read it, you hadn't seen it, I encourage you to check it out on Dog Nation. Uh, include some really never-before-read, never-before-published stuff that I had from Stetson going back the entire time stamp of his career. Uh, folks, that was number five. It's time now for what we always do on Dog Nation around this time. Um, these are our weekly, we call them table stakes. We call them the food groups. These are the things that our wonderful graphic staff production team of Kaylee Mansell and Michael Carvel always makes look really nice. And I guess the uh, founder of the feast here with all our graphics, we also have to give a shout out to Casey Dunn as well uh, for getting us started with this new look. Uh, we've had for uh, Before the Hedges for quite some time. Let's take a look right now. Let's start off with our 2024 class breakdown. Look at that. No big uglies yet except for Malachi Tolliver out of Cartersville High School. No tackles, no tight ends. They lost Landon Thomas. You got three, uh, three wide receivers right there. Wanted to come back to the name Nitro Tuggle here because one thing about previously we were talking about and how Georgia gets to its best possible class, folks, I think, I believe Nitro Tuggle will eventually become a top 75 overall prospect. And part of how Georgia gets to 330, 331, 332, 333 on that overall class score is with a re-ranking, a significant re-ranking for Nitro Tuggle. Nitro just went to the Under Armour camp, uh, underclassman report camp in Columbus, Ohio this past weekend. He collected his second consecutive camp MVP. He was a camp MVP at wide receiver for the Rivals camp, and now he was a camp MVP for the Under Armour camp. One of the ways where I see Georgia going to its best class ever is I see that three-star Nitro Showtime Tuggle becoming pretty close to five-star status, high four-star status in this class. That's your offensive breakdown. Now let's look at the defensive breakdown. Ellis Robinson, uh, five-star uh, cornerback commitment. Another guy that's going to take his official visit that first weekend in June. Jalen Hayward, Peyton Woodyard, another guy. Uh, you know, one thing to share about Peyton Woodyard is I see guys um, 
Uh, he's 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 announced on social media over the last week or so going to take an official to Ohio State going to take an official to Alabama as well Alabama was his school growing up there are some family roots a little bit in the south with Alabama as well but folks I will say this I I look at Peyton Woodyard as one of the anchor commitments of this class the work he has done behind the scenes has been crucial um, families already planning ways to get out to Athens and cover and to be there for every game he would play at Georgia, uh, potentially, you know, motorhomes, potentially finding a way to be out in Georgia, maybe some relocation as well, staying with family. Peyton Woodyard, uh, I still believe to be a very prominent, strong uh, commitment to this class. His family knew and he knew after his second visit at Georgia that he had to be at Georgia. Very important. I think Fran Brown is a major uh, tether to Georgia as well there with the 2024 class breakdown. Next up, uh, we've got our 2024 uh, recruiting snapshot. Uh, the next graphic we got coming up is like kind of that full circle, 10,000-foot sales view of what the snapshot looks like. Georgia currently with 11 commitments right there. Three, that's the number three class nationally, six on offense, five on defense, Six out-of-state, five in-state. Nine commitments are in the SEC footprint. Two commitments are out beyond the SEC footprint. Let me see how smart you guys are before I tell you. Can you guys name the two Georgia commitments at this time that are outside the SEC footprint? Um, the two guys that are not in SEC country. I'm going to let that uh, hang in the air a little bit. I'm going to let that dangle a little bit. Let me see how smart you guys are. Maybe I'll do something. Uh, we'll find a way to take take care of and acknowledge the first person to get that right here on Before the Hedges. Um, Georgia with two five-star commitments. Those are both on defense. Uh, four top 50 commits. Those all four are on defense. And then you start getting some offensive guys there in the top 100 in the top 150 commitments. Um, the state with the most commitments uh, is currently from the uh, state of Georgia. Hopefully, if you guys were watching the projected pass about how this class could mushroom and go to its best ever class or maybe the greatest class of all time, even considering what Texas A&M did, um, the way Georgia does that is they clean up in California and they take care of the home, homegrown guys a little bit, the guys inside the state of Georgia, especially those top 100 guys. That's how Georgia has its best possible class. And, guys, we, we kind of threw some of these names at you earlier uh, when we had the best possible calculations for the best ever class in Georgia history. Let's take a look at the names on the top targets list, and you'll see a lot of those names right here. I think my pathway and my math, if you want to check my homework, the way Georgia gets to that best ever class is I think I have them getting one, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven, eight of those names. Not all those names because Georgia will never, ever go uh, 10 for 10 or 13 for 13 on their top targets. Again, put this list up. Been doing it for many years here. It's not the guys – uh, that I would crystal ball for Georgia. These are the guys that like Georgia. Georgia likes them a lot, and they're the guys that Georgia could really use that would have a, that would play a big part uh, in this class. So these are certainly not the most likely guys to commit to Georgia, but these are the guys that I think that really would move the needle, the most important targets for the 2024 cycle. Um, those are those names right there. Let me see if I can cover anything. I think uh, Nathan Frazier is also one of those modern-day kids, the running back. Uh, Jeremiah Smith, we've spoken about him a lot. Um, Cam McKell recently ran a 10-6 and some change in the state regionals for the Georgia State track meet. Jaden Riddell at a peculiar Raymond High School in peculiar Missouri. That's another huge name for Georgia right there as well. But the way Georgia has its best possible class is they got to do really well on those top remaining targets. And then off the list, you see some names right here. I mean, there's only probably a good chance that, you know, another probably six or seven names in Georgia's class will have to come off this list. You see the name Jordan Thomas there. He was uh, down there in the tees. He was part of the best possible class for Georgia. Uh, defensive line look right there. Uh, you see Jordan Ross, a big edge out of Vestavia Hills, who wants to – in Alabama, the Birmingham metro area. He wants to leave the state of Alabama. You see uh, – Christian Christian Clark, another guy out of Arizona, big time multi skill set, versatile running back. Chris Cole's a guy whose recruiting rankings have shot up. Uh, Alabama recently offered him as well. You see some names right there: Walt Claire Flynn, 
uh, Marcus Easley. You know, there's C.J. Jackson, Amir Jackson. Georgia's got to figure out it's tied in right there. they got to figure out a lot of things in the uh, 2024 cycle. But those are the names um, that I think are really still on the radar for Georgia. Jimothy Lewis out of IMG Academy. He was a big part of our offensive line roundup last week. Uh, he's a guy that I think Georgia probably needs to close on to have its best possible offensive line group. And as we stated before, this 2024 class is going to turn over a lot of offensive linemen uh, after the 2023 season. I can see five guys moving on from Georgia that's on the roster that's in the two deep. And then really the players that Georgia has signed in 2022 – 2021, 2022, and 2023 will be counted on heavily for 2024. Guys, you know what that means? Now it's time for our portion of the show where we go live uh, from Jeff's living room in Woodstock, Georgia. Uh, I would call it my Mother's Day planning headquarters for everybody else out there. I hope you guys have done taking care of your shopping as well. Again, one more time, thanks to everybody that's joined us so far on uh, Dog Nation Podcast, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on the Apple Podcast platform. Thanks to Kroger for their fine partnership. Uh, everybody get out there, get your Mother's Day going on with Kroger. And again, appreciate everybody joining us so far on YouTube, on the Dog Nation homepage, and also on um, Facebook as well, and also Twitter. Now's the time. You got some questions? I've been kind of lurking in the chat room trying to fill, fill up my quota, fill up my quiver with some questions. You want to talk to me live? You want to talk Georgia football recruiting right now? Now's the time to go uh, live on Before the Hedges right now here on Dog Nation. What's up, everybody? Hello, Dog Nation. This is Jeff Sintel joining you live inside the studio. How's everybody doing? Good Wednesday night. Everybody got their, um, who's got their Mother's Day shopping done already? Everybody got taken care of? Everybody got them squared away? Um, anyway, thanks to everybody for joining me. Thanks for everybody for hanging out tonight. Hope you liked the show. Hope, hope you liked the show. Hope you liked everything. Um, Gotten to, gotten to see so far. How was everything with Stetson? Did you like that? Did you like that way Georgia lays the yellow brick road to get to the nation's number one class? Um, thought that was pretty cool. Um, trying to put that together. I mean, there's some some really dazzling potential right now for this year's class. Um, let me jump on YouTube real first. Hope everybody can hear me okay. I know last week we had some issues with some sound. Uh, hope everybody can hear me okay. Um, Bobo's headset. You know what? Maybe we, maybe we see if we can. Um, uh, let me see if we can do something here. I'm going to see. We've got a request. Maybe somebody in my home can help me out with this. Somebody wants to see peaches. Somebody would like to see peaches. Um, so maybe we'll get somebody from the Team Centel in, in the headquarters to um, help me out with peaches. Because we got peaches. Peaches has her fans. Um Anyway, let me tell you something a little bit about um, previewing what will be a story on dognation.com tomorrow. Everybody likes to hear that stuff, right? Get to hear a little bit of the stories before they drop. Um, so I was at Mountain View High School today, and besides fighting Atlanta traffic, whew, you guys were great today. Atlanta traffic, good job. Good job right there, buddy. I think I left my office uh, 2.45 or so today, went straight to – uh, Lawrenceville watched about an hour and a half of practice. And I think I probably got home about seven 30 or so seven 15 or so, but, um, Justin green, he has shut down his recruiting except for his official visits. He's going to go Georgia first. I believe it goes South Carolina, LSU, and then Auburn. It might go the other way around, but, um, those are the visits he's going to take. I think we've got a peaches signing. Come on up here, girl. Come on up here, girl. Come on up here, girl. Look at that, everybody. This is what the real star of the show. Everybody gets to see Peaches. Let me see if I can show everybody off. Peaches, the dog. Anyway, while you guys are getting some questions in, I'm going to give my dog a big hug. It's good to see everybody tonight. Peaches, the dog, never met her. It's a fan favorite here on Before the Hedges on Wednesday night. Say hi to everybody, Peaches. Say hi to everybody, Peaches. Anyway. That's what we got, um, Georgia football recruiting. 
Um, anyway, Justin Green, so he's down to four schools, um, really feels like he's in the zone where he just needs to take his visits and decide. Uh, we mentioned him earlier in the D-line recruiting. We mentioned him earlier with um, – go ahead and give her a scratchy scratch. But anyway, we mentioned him in the uh, D-line recruiting. We mentioned him um, really down to those four schools. Doesn't really want to make it any more complicated. Would like to make his decision sometime in July. Said it's really, really close. I feel like the official visits are going to matter here. Um, South Carolina is probably the school he has the least questions about. That's the school he's been to the most. Got to visit Georgia for G-Day. Georgia has had a surge in that recruitment. I guess I can say that. Um, and then also LSU is kind of the school that he needs to learn the most about. Those are four really good schools. He's an All-American. I really like this player. He's about six four and a half. And some change, about 265, 270 pounds, putting on good weight. And I saw a lot of interesting things at his practice. I'll be able to share those with you tomorrow on uh, dognation.com. Uh, Randy Payne, there you go. Um, UGA boy for life, Brunetti. Here's what I think. I think uh, Carson Beck will be able to be somewhere between an all-SCC Second teamer, I think that might be the floor. Third teamer, uh, especially with the weapons and the protection he'll get this year at Georgia. I think that's kind of the floor. I think he's going to do very well for a powerhouse roster with weapons like Brock Bowers, a great running game, veteran offensive line. Everyone on the offensive line, guys, is a redshirt junior or older, except for uh, Marius Mims, who's only 6'8 and about 340 pounds with about 8% body fat. Uh, he's a true junior. Um I think Carson's going to do well. I think the ceiling for Carson might be uh, an All-American type season, an All-SEC first team type season where um, he goes in the first round. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, let me see. Um, Jonathan Aaron, I got some Mother's Day plan. I think what we're going to do with my wonderful bride is we're going to uh, take her out, obviously spoil her a little bit, um, and really do something – I'm a big guy about it. If you guys are on the Dog Nation cruise with us, um, I'm a big guy about experiences. Experiences over stuff. <clears throat> experiences over something that come in a little little bitty um, blue box. <clears throat> I think that's really important. More so than anything else. So we're going to kind of do some things as a family, um, especially with my two teenage kids. YouTube, thanks for those questions. Let me go to the Dog Nation homepage. See if I can facilitate a question or two right there. Again, guys, brought to you by Kroger. Um, Mother's Day. Kroger, think about that for all your Mother's Day needs. Anybody have any other questions, please feel free to drop them. This is what I come on live for. I took the tie off for my Mother's Day outfit. But um, love to hear what you guys have to say. Let me hop on over to Facebook now. Um, I really think, guys, to kind of sum up what we're talking about today, I think Georgia can get to its best ever class this year. I really do. Now, the tantalizing part, the really cool part would be if a name here, a name there, a five-star here, a re-ranking there, can push the dogs to their uh, top class ever, to the top class ever in history. 333.33, that's the one from, uh, that's um, the one from, uh, the one to shoot for, I would guess, in this class. Um, anyway, guys, let me see. Uh, question for, uh, yeah, I think, James, I think Carson does have a lot to prove. He has a, He's waited this term, and I think he's ready for it. Uh, Thomas T-Bone, I am not watching the Braves. Uh, Randy Payne found his girl on the cruise. I'll tell you what, Randy, you're an awesome dude, man. Fun being around you, fun being around you all the way around. Uh, let me see. Um, let's see. It, it feel like we've covered a lot of stuff here. Um, let me see if I can try to get on uh, Facebook. Facebook cannot catch that off the laptop. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things, guys, is this weekend that we talked about earlier, it's spring practices, it's the um, Georgia State Track Championships. 
Um, you're going to see uh, some spring games. You're going to see um, really the last kind of chill weekend for a while. You'll have the scavenger hunt. Um, that'll take place next weekend. And then the following weekend, you've got uh, Memorial Day. And then you've got Georgia will lead into the first weekend of official visits. And folks, then it will be seriously on. I think Georgia probably going to try to rip out. I think they've got 56 official visits they're allowed. I think Georgia's probably going to try to get to 38 of them, 35, 38 of them. In the month of June, you'll see a lot of commitments happen um, in the month of July. That's when guys want to get it done before their senior year. You saw that happen a lot with George's class last year as well. Um, let me see. Let me hop back onto YouTube. Um, hmm. Awesome. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on YouTube with us tonight. Thanks for taking care of your mothers, which I know you guys will on Mother's Day. Uh, and take care of those grandmas as well on Mother's Day as well. Uh, this weekend, just want to put that bug in your ear. Thanks to Kroger. Everybody joining us on the podcast, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on the Apple Podcast platform. Uh, thanks to everybody joining us on YouTube as well, on Twitter. Guys, this has been another Wednesday night, another edition of Before the Hedges, where we kind of Kind of went, you know, Wayne's World. We went, doo -doo 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 -doo. we kind of dreamed a little bit. We kind of got in the sandbox a little bit and kind of looked ahead, looked beyond to see what the future of this 2024 class could possibly be. Will the five star quarterback come on board and really ignite things and get things going? That will be a running storyline for Dog Nation. I think it'll be the number one storyline for Georgia football recruiting um, until uh, young Dylan Ryan makes his college decision. Um, big visit weekend coming. A weekend, from, a weekend from now, we'll, of course, cover that all next week um, on Before the Hedges. But for now, that's been your intel. I'm Jeff Sintel. Thanks to everybody that had a part in this show. Thanks to you guys for joining us. I really sincerely mean that each and every week. You can be anywhere in the world. You can go to a lot of places. But I thank you for uh, spending your time right now, right here with Dog Nation and Before the Hedges.com or Before the Hedges on DogNation.com. I'm Jeff Sintel. That's your intel. Be well. God bless you, everybody. And we'll see you guys again real soon on the pages of DogNation.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.